Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast, Wild Card Weekend Edition, first one we've ever done. Wild Card Weekend Edition of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. The Pats are usually enjoying a bye week this time every year. Not so much in 2019. We're going to put that behind us. It doesn't matter. The season starts all over again. It is the postseason. It is the playoffs. It is win or go home. Rich Hill, Happy New Year, and are you ready? Oh, man, absolutely. It is going to be a bright 2020. Patriots will turn it around. They'll be A-OK starting off the, the postseason on the right foot against the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Alec, put the regular season behind us. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, uh... Got over the Miami game pretty quickly, to be honest with you. I put it behind me because there's no point lamenting the past. It is what it is. And I'm excited for the Patriots to write a really solid postseason narrative with a solid home win against the Titans to, uh, this weekend. And then they have to go on the road. Most likely, they're going to go to the Kansas. Of course, they're definitely going to the Kansas City Chiefs if they win this one. And it'll be a nice kind of change of pace, we'll call it, from the old Patriots always make the Super Bowl every year because they host – two games and they don't have to travel and all that crap. So there's a good opportunity here for the Patriots to turn a lot of heads and make a really good splash. And I'm looking forward to starting it in a couple days when the Patriots host the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. And before we start breaking down that game, there's one other game in the AFC that I think is worth talking about. It's the Houston Texans. They will be hosting the Buffalo Bills. So uh, this game is important clearly because it's a it's a playoff game, so they're all important at this point in time, but mostly because uh, winner of this game will, assuming the, the Patriots defeat the, the Tennessee Titans, winner of the Texans-Bills game will go on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens. And so my question to you, Alec, is when you're looking at this game, first, I want to know who you think has the best opportunity to beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, and then we can talk about which team we think is going to show up. Yeah, so the team that had the best chance to beat the Ravens is probably the Texans. I think they are both similar in terms of their offensive firepower. The Bills' defense will definitely give the Ravens' offense a harder time. So I think if you want to make a case for the Bills' defense, keeping it close and Josh Allen doing what Josh Allen does, you can definitely make that case. I just haven't seen enough out of Josh Allen to really make me think that he's a, a playoff-ready quarterback yet. I would love to prove him wrong. I like the kid. I like the Bills. But I think the Texans are more uh, postseason ready and they're more postseason savvy. They've been there before. I think Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson is a great matchup. Uh, the real question is, 
I don't know which team's going to show up in terms of, I think both the Texans and the Bills have looked great at times this season and have looked terrible at times this season. And things are different in the playoffs. You know, if you're playing one more game and it's a one-week season, there's more hype and energy surrounding it. And some teams and some players can't quite make that adjustment from regular season to postseason. And I can definitely see scenarios where both the Texans or the Bills just kind of don't bother playing the way they're used to playing. And whatever team doesn't do that is in for a long offseason. But if I had to pick one team right now, I want the Texans to win this game, go to Baltimore, beat the Ravens, and that way the Patriots will host them in the AFC Championship game after they beat Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you 100% on that one. I don't believe that the Bills can go on the road to beat the Ravens. Uh, I mean, you, you look at this Bills team, they've surpassed 29 points twice all year, both of them against the Miami Dolphins. Clearly the Patriots weren't able to do that in Week 17, but the Bills have uh, failed to score 20 points the past four games. So the the Ravens, uh, they just don't know what it's like to score less than 20 points. They, they prefer to score in the 40s. So I think the Texans offense gave a little bit more opportunity to you know, ha- win a potential high-scoring affair against the Baltimore Ravens. I really like Deshaun Watson. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the league. They have plenty of talent. And then they should also have J.J. Watt uh, returning. I know that he's been activated, and uh, hopefully he will be available for the Texans against this Ravens team. That would be nice to see. Uh, but I think this Texans team has, as you said, a lot of volatility, a lot of up and down. And uh, I just think that they give the best opportunity to go on the road and beat the Ravens. I don't know if they will be the ones, but we've seen them go on the road to to beat the Kansas City Chiefs earlier this year. Uh, they got absolutely shellacked by the Ravens, 41 to seven on the road in Week 11. Whereas the Bills played them a little bit closer, 24 to 17. But I don't know for some weird reason that gives me a little more confidence that the Texans would be able to fare better in a rematch. Uh, I just kind of feel like the second matchup always is the inverse of the first for a lot of games. Uh, no science behind that, just a gut feeling. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that this is a Texans team. They They have the talent. We'll see if they'll be able to do that. Uh, But we are looking way far down the road because, first of all, the the Patriots have to get past the Tennessee Titans. And, Alec, when you saw that this matchup was coming down the pipe, what were your first reactions? My first reactions were the symmetric how Bill Belichick is, what, 12 and 11 career, maybe not 12 and 12 with the Dolphins, 500 about, uh, against former assistants. And that Mike Rabel already handed him a loss last season. And that Titans are a very good running team with a mobile quarterback and two young receivers and how the Patriots are, I think, in for a very tough game. I think this is not a game the Patriots wanted. I think they wanted to be home for many reasons to this weekend. But uh, I think that Tennessee is white hot right now. They are hitting the Patriots at a very, very good time for them. And this will really be a test for this team. I think the way they played against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday, how they react to that, how they respond to that, and whether they can bring their A game back up with the Titans and really hand them a statement victory might really do a lot to to kind of dictate how the rest of the postseason is going to play out. I think the Patriots are in good shape. I, I like the matchup. Uh, I don't know if I want to start with the offense or defense or what, but I think they match up well against the Titans, but this is not going to be a, a kind of wild card blowout uh, the way it's been in years past. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think this will be a tough, grinded-out game. And first off, I, I think maybe we would talk about the New England Patriots defense because they kind of wilted in the fourth quarter against the Miami Dolphins. And I, we talked this about this in our last podcast about how opposing offenses have found success against the Patriots by taking what's granted or taking what's available. And uh, the primary offensive coordinators that have done that have been uh, either Bill, former like Bill Belichick coaches, so whether that's the Bill O'Briens, the Brian Flores, uh, or uh, you know the Andy Reid sort of coaching tree. Um, but right now you have the Tennessee Titans head coached by Mike Vrabel, so not necessarily from the Patriots coaching staff, but he was at the center of that defense for a very long time. He knows exactly how they like to operate, and that's by leading long, sustained drives. And, uh, Alec, if you are Mike Vrabel and you are this Tennessee Titans offense, uh, offense coordinator Arthur Smith, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, running back Derrick Henry, wide receiver duos A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, how are you approaching this game? I think I am just basically uh, I'm having Ryan Tannehill just yell out Derrick Henry on three and Derrick Henry. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do. I'm going to smash Derrick Henry every way possible. I think he's going to have a big day. The Patriots have been weak against the run all season. Derrick Henry had like 500 yards and seven TDs last week to get the Titans into the playoffs. I, I don't know why they would go away from that strategy. He's a bulldozer. He can go up the middle. He can go out wide. They have a nice little change of pace back in Deion Lewis, having a bit of a down year in terms of production, but he's still very dangerous. And if they can get him going and they run a couple of Ryan Tannehill naked bootlegs instead of a play action for a big, deep play, uh, I think the Titans are, are well positioned to have these really long 12, 13 play drives that not only ended points, but just exhaust the defense as they struggle to bring down this big, burly back. I mean, they've had trouble tackling in the past couple of weeks, and they've given up big plays. And those are two things the Titans are, are very good at capitalizing on. So if I'm the Titans, I think I am running the ball and running the ball some more. I am dictating the pace of the game, the flow of the game. And once the running game is established, I'll take some shots on my receivers then. But I am going to commit to that run and keep with it no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Keep it a low-scoring affair. But also, I mean, they'll probably be able to bust the game open with Derrick Henry, who has been an absolute beast for the Titans. He's six foot three, 250 pounds, so he's the size of a linebacker, but he runs like a defensive back. He's super fast. He's super, uh, you know, agile. He's able to truck players. He was dealing with a hamstring injury that forced him to miss week uh, 16. Uh, but in like the the four games prior so uh they have games against the the chiefs the jaguars the colts and the raiders he averaged 150 yards on the ground and pretty much two touchdowns he picked up right where he left off in the season finale against the texans 211 yards on the ground and three touchdowns they really really like to run him hard he will likely get 20 plus carries on the day and if the patriots can honestly hold him to four yards per carry that'll be a big victory for new england they just can't allow him to bust free or have any of these big scores that he has been uh you know has a penchant for doing you know where he'll bust out of the open field and run 50 yards down the field 60 70 yards for a touchdown because defensive backs are not going to be able to stop him in the open field so if i am the tennessee titans i will set up with derrick henry or just grind down the Patriots defense until they prove they can stop him. But then also you can rely on their young wide receivers. AJ Brown is their rookie. I thought that the Patriots should have drafted him. He is fantastic. He is one of the most productive wide receivers in SEC football history. I don't know how Bill Belichick did not choose him. He checked off every single box there, but he has over 1,100 receiving yards on the year as a rookie, nine touchdowns. He's been wildly productive. He has a great rapport with Ryan Tannehill. He plays inside and outside. 
side, he's complemented well with Corey Davis, uh, who the Patriots are quite familiar with, who had a pretty good game against Stephon Gilmore, I believe, in the 2017 playoffs. Um, but the, there's no strangers there. A.J. Brown uh, will likely draw the matchup, in my mind, against Stephon Gilmore, which, which would allow J.C. Jackson uh, to match up against Corey Davis. But, I mean, honestly, if I were the, the Tennessee Titans, Alec, I would just get heavy as possible and just grind down this Patriots defense into a pulp because if you hold on to the ball and control the clock, there's not really a chance for the Patriots offense to get an early lead and really settle back into their coverage. Not only that, I feel like this Patriots team, if you can get up by two touchdowns against this Patriots offense, I don't know if they have the firepower to come back from that. I really don't, especially if you're opposing drives as an offense or 10-11 plays. Uh, it's weird to say that a Tom Brady-led offense can't come back down 14 points, but, I mean, would you have confidence in that? If Titans were maybe to go up, say, 13 to nothing in the maybe middle of the second quarter, would the Patriots build to come back from that? I don't think they are. Not at all. I have no, no faith in the Patriots offense to be able to, to mount a comeback. And so if you were Josh McDaniels, how would you attack this Titans defense? Yeah, it's funny. I feel like what the Titans are going to be doing uh, is what the Patriots are also want to be doing. Maybe it's a little bit like the, the light version, Derrick Henry light with Rex Burkhead and James White and Sony Michelle. I think that's their really their only uh, bright spot on offense right now is the running game. I think their 21 personnel, which they unthinkably abandoned against the Miami Dolphins, worked really well against the Bills. I think Landon Roberts is not only a massive fullback weapon, but he's a huge pass-catching threat now, which is a nice little dual threat. I think you want to run the ball a lot, and you want to utilize your backs as receiving backs, and you want to take as much pressure as possible off Tom Brady and off these Patriots receivers who are either banged up, a rookie, or love to come up short of the sticks. Those are kind of your three options. And so it's going to be maybe a very low-scoring game where both teams are trying to establish the run. The game's won in the trenches. And the good thing the Patriots have going for them is I think that Michelle – excuse me, that Burkhead and James White are better receiving backs than Derrick Henry is. So maybe that's where they have the edge here. Um, but I can, I can see both teams just trying to grind it out, imposing their will – and whoever's the best conditioning in the fourth quarter wins it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough because this is a defense that's going to be extraordinarily familiar with the Patriots' offense, how they like to play. But also, I mean, they're led by Logan Ryan as their top cornerback. He leads the team in tackles. He's used all over the formation. He leads the team uh, in interceptions as well. Has four forced fumbles on the year. He's been a real big game changer for them. But they also have really talented players with Kevin Byard, Kenny Vaccaro as well. Those a good safety tandem. And then you have Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans, as very speedy, lightweight linebackers that are also big enough to be able to stop the run. And so if I were the the New England Patriots and I were thinking of how to approach this Titans defense, I don't know necessarily if I would like to pass the ball too much, uh, even to the running backs out into the flat, even though that's what I, I, I've touched on. I, I think that you have to try it early on to see if you can have success with it. But if they're not able to sustain it, I think that the best possible way to, to beat this Titans defense is to beat them at their own game and kind of just grind them down on the ground uh, where they, uh, you know, they're not the best stopping the run. They're not the biggest up the middle. I think Jarrell Casey is one of the best defensive tackles in the league. I think Harold Landry has a lot of promise on the edge. Uh, as, you know, for full disclosure, I went to Boston College. So I love Harold Landry, and I hope he has a ton of success. But 
I think that if I were the Patriots, I would say I might be able to win man-on-man running the ball better than I would be able to pass it because outside of Julian Edelman, I don't really know who is going to win their matchups outside. And if I were the the Titans, I would match up Logan Ryan with a you know a linebacker or some sort of bracket coverage, double up Julian Edelman, and force Tom Brady to throw to someone, anyone else because I don't know if I, if the Patriots can really trust the other players to step up and help out Tom Brady when their number is called. No, it's true. Uh, and again, I, we've seen nothing from the tight ends. We've seen little from the receivers. When things are going well, it's because the running game is working. And if the Titans can stop that, it uh, could be a very long day for the Patriots. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a, a revelation for me to say that, but it really comes down to that. Uh, that's why I really got to go with uh, – I need a big day out of Marcus Cannon. My X-Factor day is Marcus Cannon. He's had a pretty lousy season uh, overall. He gave a pretty big sack. The Dolphins were rushing three at the time, but we got beat – and he hasn't been really the, the anchor we're hoping him to be. It's the postseason now. It's do or die time for Marcus Cannon. The offensive line needs to be able to win their blocks, win at the, the line of scrimmage, get that push, keep the running game going. And if they don't have uh, help from the tackle positions, they're going to be in for a long day because the Titans have a good defensive line, like you said. So Marcus Cannon has to step it up and be better than he was in the regular season for me. I like that. I mean, so does everyone else on the Patriots' offensive line. They've been fine enough, but Cannon has appeared to have been the weak link since Isaiah Wynn's return. So he definitely has to emerge or else this Titans' defense is going to be a huge pain because they do like to use their defensive backs to harry the quarterback. Logan Ryan has seven quarterback hits. Uh, you just have to always expect that they'll throw a safety at him, Kevin Kenny Vaccaro has six quarterback hits on the year, so they like to rattle in the backfield a bit, setting some extra pressure, and as a result, that's why I'm going to go with Rex Burkhead as my X-Factor. I, I think that you can trust Julian Edelman to be Julian Edelman and deliver an Edelman-like performance. Same thing with James White. You can expect him to do it if his number is called. Uh, they just might not give him as many opportunities, but with Rex Burkhead, he can give you that high-variance performance that you need in order to get over the top. You know, Some weeks he has 30 yards but this is the type of game where Rex Burkhead needs to have 100 yards and a score. I think he has it in him. He's really come on strong in recent weeks, and I think that he definitely can deliver when given the opportunity, and so that's why he's going to be my offensive X Factor. Well, that's, they're both involved in the running games. That makes a lot of sense based on what we've been saying, Rich. How about defense? What's your defensive X Factor? Yeah, that's another good one. I mean, I, part of me is just like I want Stephon Gilmore because he was a ghost against the Miami Dolphins, and he needs to play like the defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore, if the Patriots are going to have a chance because he'll either get matched up against Corey Davis or A.J. Brown, and if he allows them to have a Devontae Parker-like day out there, the Patriots are going to lose this game. There, there's no question in my mind that if one of those two receivers breaks 120 yards and a score, uh, the Patriots aren't going to have a chance because that means if Gilmore's not performing, that means that you can't really trust anyone else. But I feel like that's an easier one. I think my actual X factor is going to be closer to the line of scrimmage based off of everything that we've talked about with how we expect the Titans to, to run the ball against the Patriots using Derrick Henry. And that's why my X factor is going to be Jamie Collins because he was getting a lot of acclaim at the first half of the season as a potential all pro. He's definitely been a lot quieter ever since then. Uh, he needs to 
really be that true mega athlete that he has potential to be and really stop Derrick Henry in his tracks. He needs to make sure that Ryan Tannehill and his mobility is not able to escape the backfield. He really needs to have that all-pro caliber day so the New England Patriots defense isn't completely reliant on their secondary to make plays. Jamie Collins is the big playmaker up front. He's the one that forces the turnovers. He's the one that grabs the turnovers. So he needs to, you know, force to have at least one takeaway or maybe force one in order for this Patriots defense to get off the field, put the Patriots offense in a favorable position, and hopefully allow New England to take an early lead. My defensive X factor is the guy I am officially going to be riding with as my defensive X factor for the entirety of the postseason, no matter how long or short that may be. That is Dante Hightower. I feel like as this defense goes in the postseason, so goes Dante Hightower or vice versa. Whatever the saying is, he is the guy that I think needs to really step up, be the leader, and be the guy that calls the line, the plays the line of scrimmage, gets guys where they need to be, turns on the extra gear. He's the guy. He, he saved the touchdown in 2014. He had the strip sack in 2016. He had a great – he was a monster in t- last year against the Rams. He's the guy that has to really make the defense hum. So hopefully he can kind of turn into the high tower of the machine that he has been in the postseason and the defense kind of rally around him. And it's got to start up front as in, in run support because uh, the, as good as the front line is, they need the linebackers to help them out. So I'm with you on the linebacker with Jamie Collins, but Dante Hightower has got to be my guy and continue to be my guy until he proves me otherwise. Yeah, I like that. I mean, Hightower is always the heart. They rely on him in the big moments to come up. I totally agree with that. Um, Alec, I think that uh, last couple of questions would be, do we think that it's a total been a total jinx to talk about how the Patriots defense is going to score this week? Should we just abstain from doing that until otherwise? I think that's a good idea. That's a, probably a smart move because the defense got scored on last week, and we haven't. it's been a while since they've done it. Maybe they have to re-earn our trust with a defensive score. We'll do it back for the following week if we get us so lucky to have a podcast about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, how about let's move on to game time predictions. How about that? All right, here we go. Well, uh, we are both wrong about the Patriots-Dolphins game. However, if I remember correctly, Rich Hill, you predicted on the Landon Roberts touchdown reception in one of our podcasts last week. Uh, I think it was also a Mohamed Sanu to a Landon Roberts touchdown reception, but a touchdown reception nonetheless. So because of the fact that you predicted a fullback catching a pass for a touchdown, I will give you the nod and the victory, even though neither of us predicted a Patriots loss. That's all right. This is it, Rich. Wild card weekend. The playoffs have begun. If you pick the Patriots to lose, it might be the last game they play all year. If you pick them to win, they're going on to Kansas City. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one, Alec. This is just very tough because uh, I, I really want to go with the Patriots here. They, they will be at home, even though they've broken our trust at home uh, as of late. They lost to the Chiefs at home. They've lost to the Dolphins at home. They barely squeaked out a victory against the Bills. I don't really think that they have that same sort of winning power at home that they've had. And I kind of feel really good about this Titans team and how they match up against this New England Patriots offense and, uh, and also the New England Patriots defense. And so for that reason, Alec, I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans to upset the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium. I think that the that Derrick Henry will wow. be too much for the Patriots to contain. I think that A.J. Brown is going to have a big day out there. I think that Ryan Tannehill will understand how to attack this Patriots defense from all this time with the Dolphins, but also because he has a better supporting cast and coaching staff than he did with the Dolphins. They'll know that they can lead elongated drives and have plenty of success. I think they're, they will be able to execute on that. 
that, and I don't believe that the Patriots' offense will be able to really move the ball too well against this Tennessee Titans' defense. Not because this Titans' defense is world beaters, but because this Patriots' offense is honestly just not good. It is a bad Patriots' offense. And, I mean, you look over the past eight games of the, the regular season, the Tennessee Titans have averaged 32 points per game over the past eight weeks. And, I mean, they're not playing terrible teams. They've been playing playoff caliber teams. They played against the Chiefs. They played against the Saints. They played two games against the Texans. And so, they're, I mean, the Raiders are not necessarily a playoff team because they didn't make it, but they were there until Week 17 as a possible contender. And so this Titans team has shown that they can score against playoff defenses. And while I think that the Patriots' defense is incredible, it's the best Belichick defense we've ever seen, this Titans' deep offense should be able to put up points against it. And I don't think that we can rely on this Patriots' offense to score too much more than 24 points out there. And so for that reason, I'm going to choose the Tennessee Titans winning this game 30-24. to 30-24 Titans. Uh, bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. All right. I think the Patriots came in for their meeting on Monday and their practice yesterday, and over the past three or four days or so, we'll call it, uh, one of two things happened. They either went back, looked at the game film, uh, saw how embarrassed they got at home and what they gave up and how they played against the Dolphins, and they are steaming mad right now. They have fume coming out of their ears. They are as fired up as they're going to be. They are challenging each other in practice. They're yelling. They're getting into the playoff mindset. And they are ready to run through a brick wall or they're just kind of defeated and they're going through the motions and they can't figure out why they can't play the way they need to play. And they're going to come into Gillette Stadium and they're going to kind of continue that lackluster performance that they exhibited on Sunday against the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know for exactly which one it is, but I'm going to bet towards the former. I'm going to bet towards the former and say the Patriots are really upset with how they conducted themselves in the last week of the season. They know that they should be home wrestling right now. Instead, they're stuck playing a game, and they're going to take it out in Tennessee, and they're going to win this game big. I think they're going to be up 17-3 to by halftime, and this turns into a 27-10 to blowout. Love it. I would love for that to happen. I would love, love, love for the Patriots to move on, have the opportunity to face the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, kind of uh, relive some of their magic from last year and beat Arrow, uh, the Chiefs on the road. I mean, all the, as you said at the very beginning of this, there's an opportunity for a fantastic story to be told by this Patriots team. Uh, I would love for you to be right. I just haven't seen enough on my end to make me think otherwise. So, Alec, divisional round or sorry, wild card round. This, this is weird, man. It's weird for it to be yeah, wild card. I'm not used to it. Wild well, card time. round. This is honestly the first time since 2009 that the Patriots have played on wild card weekend. Wild card weekend, Alec. Any final thoughts? Hopefully we have at least three or four more podcasts to do, buddy. I don't want to have to do the closing one next week. It's too early for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully the Patriots come out with a victory against this Titans team. And until next time, Alec, you have a good one. See you, bud. Later, man.